Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern Ned Reynolds in the studio. It's Friday, and we are about to pop it off, my dude. (laughs) So yesterday, I got a notification, just like I'm sure you did, of uh, Tiger Woods' first round in the Masters. One under par. A couple birdies, too. I, I mean, I know that the media coverage is definitely overblown with this guy, but he is who he is, and it is what it is. The thing that we cannot look past is the guy almost died in a car crash a little over a year ago, and he's shooting like he did in that first round. I think that's something to be proud of. There's no question about the fact that he's made a remarkable comeback from a devastating injury, or at least we're told a devastating injury, and you have to think that all those reports are correct about the surgical procedures that he's gone through and the multiple fractures of the leg. He didn't show to me any signs of limping, but... The, the point is this, it's an athletic contest, it's the Masters Tournament, and yes, while he is one of the iconic players, there are other players, like the leader, Sun Jae-im, who is a 24-year-older from South Korea, and not a stranger to the PGA Tour, in fact, three years ago, he was the PGA Tour Rookie of the Year, and he had a five under par of 67. Uh, that is nothing short of outstanding. Cameron Smith, the kid from Australia, he's one stroke back, then you have a whole bunch of golfers at three under par, including Scotty Schiffler, and the guy I think is the biggest danger of all to anybody, Dustin Johnson. He is former Masters champ, and he is three under par as well. Woods, yes, a one under par, 71. Excellent round for him, considering everything. Now comes the really big test, because two, and I'm sure he's going to make the cut, two, three, and four are more traverses up those hills and so forth. Made yesterday pretty good, and that's very, very impressive. But the guy's in good shape. He's in good shape otherwise because he's worked out in the gym and been able to overcome all the physical deficiencies and, yeah, more power to him. But let's have some objective coverage of all let's this. Let's look from at the, the other guys. Well, how did he say he felt after that first round? Did he feel good after walking oh, around sure and all did, that yeah. stuff? I mean, that's, that's kind of what I wanted to know if he... If he uh, felt a little leg pain, well, I'm sure you guys will go real into detail about that situation Sunday on Ned Talk at noon. He probably, there's no question about the fact that he had to have had some pain unless he had some painkillers along the way and swelling. I don't care what kind of injury you've had. You're going to have swelling uh, quite a long distance from removed from whatever the incident might have been. So I'm sure he's having some of that as well. But... Hey, the guy's out there. He's tough. He's giving it a shot. They've got a golf cart waiting for him as soon as he puts that uh, 18th hole and he's done. Um, you know, one of the things that kind of sucks about uh, college sports in general is uh, a lot of the times your, your, your team is on the cusp of doing some really good things. You've got some great players, but they want to go pro. <laughs> and it kind of shakes things up, especially for the Missouri State Bears who had a great player on the team that is thinking about going pro. He is, and he is declared for the pro draft. But don't be misled. That doesn't mean he won't be back next year, and he probably will be. This is Isaiah Mosley, about whom we're talking, and he is practicing a rule that has been in effect now for about uh, nine, ten years, somewhere around there. You can declare for the NBA draft and attend pro camps and, in fact, practice with a team up until June the 1st. And during that time period, the player can get a lot of reviews from the coaches. And they'll be perfectly honest with telling him, hey, this is where you stand. This is what you're going to do. Are you a draft choice? Well, maybe second or third, somewhere along the line. Uh, will you make a team? Who knows? 
This is what you need to work on. And most of the time, Ali A. Johnson of the Bears did the same thing. Uh, the You come back to the school and work on it for your final year. And I suspect that's what Isaiah Mosley will do. So I wouldn't uh, discount him. He's only a little over 500 points away from becoming the all-time mm-hmm. scorer there. The guy... Of course, a lot of that, uh, again, a lot of that was based on his combination with Gage Prim, who will not be there next year. So uh, there are many variables to figure here, but we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. So we do have some college baseball going on this weekend. Where and when? Missouri State is in Dallas to take on Dallas Baptist. This is the Missouri Valley Conference opener for Missouri State. Dallas Baptist is the preseason favorite to win the Valley Tournament, they are very, very good baseball team, number 25 in America in the last rankings, and uh, they can play. They have been beaten by teams the Bears have played. So we'll see how the Bears make out. I think this is a very good Missouri State team. They can hit the ball, and they pitch and play defense. That we're about to find out. Dallas Baptist is pretty good. Drury is home. They'll be playing down at U.S. Ballpark in Ozark, and they're hosting Rockhurst. This is a Great Lakes Valley Conference series for the Drury Panthers as well. They are 21-8 and eight on the year and a very good baseball team. And much good luck to both of them. Definitely good luck to both of them. And it's crazy to think with how cold it is this morning, we just had opening day yesterday. <laughs> it's kind of hard to believe that it's 35 and uh, it opened day yesterday. But I was wearing my Cardinals jersey, saw plenty of guys around town. Wearing theirs yesterday, everyone was excited that baseball's back. Did we have success with our Missouri teams? We did. Some people wearing Royals blue as well, too. Uh, Yeah, both teams got to win. I'll be surprised. This is a four-game series. The Cardinals don't play today. They left this day open in case the weather was inclement. So it's a four-game series. Next game is tomorrow, Sunday, and then Monday afternoon. I will be very surprised if the Cardinals lose any games to Pittsburgh. It's not that Pittsburgh is bad. They're just so young and so inexperienced. Cardinals win yesterday 9-0 over the Pirates. And and really, you knew it was going to come. All the games will probably be like this because Pittsburgh does have such a young baseball team. And the Cardinals are not young. They are old and experienced. Now, by old, I don't mean decrepit, certainly. But a team that you have Albert Pujols and Nolan Arnato on there and Gosh, Harrison Bader had a home run yesterday, too. The, the, the team can play. They're, it's a solid baseball team against a team that is really struggling that should, in fact, be playing AAA baseball. So over and above that, I think the Cardinals sweep this series. The The fact that Adam Wainwright pitched well yesterday, a fine. Albert Pujols was 0 for 5, but that didn't deter the crowd any. They gave him the big standing ovation and... You know, he had to love it. Here you've got these three amigos, so to speak, Pujols and Wainwright and Yachty, all probably probably calling it quits at the end of the year, and that's great that they're all together. And the crowd, heck, they had over 46,200 and a not very nice day up yeah. in St. Louis. So I think that all, all says something for the Cardinals' mystique, and it's probably going to continue. I found out a little... Uh, factoid that I thought was very interesting. The final three games of the season in October, Cardinals are already sold out. You can't get in. They will be the final three games for these guys. You think they will be anyway, and the fans want to be there to celebrate with them. I think that is super. It's going to be a hell of a party at Ballpark Village on those games. (laughs) (laughs) Ballpark Village, you won't be be able to get in there. Kauffman Stadium, Kansas City got a win, 3-1 over the Cleveland Guardians. And the I love this, too, the young phenom. This is the new superstar for Kansas City, Bobby Witt. And the RBI double in the eighth inning that brought him home with the victory. Zach 
Granky on the Hill, 38 years old, former Royal Great, been gone for 11 years, back pitching again, pitching in conditions that we have right now. Yeah, Frankie, cold. It was in the low 40s in short sleeves. My goodness. <laughs> now there is. There is. A, That's a tough ombre. There's a warrior right there. Now up in Kansas City, uh, to be factual about the whole thing, they only had 28,000 for the opener, which is a, it's a good crowd, but it certainly is not great. And it's 75% uh, from capacity, or 75% capacity, yeah. I should say. But you can understand that, cold conditions and so forth and so on. But bottom line is Royals win 3-1, Cardinals win 9-0, bring it on. Well, they've got uh, the day off and then they're back to it this weekend, so hopefully the warmer weather gets more butts in those seats up at Kauffman. Um, Speaking of butts in the seats, it's going to be some cold butts in the seats at Hammonds Field tonight when the Springfield Cardinals open. As as of now, the game is on. It's the Cardinals and the Northwest Arkansas Naturals, and this is the Springfield Cardinals season opener. Going to be a full season this year, 138 games, and the six-game series, which I think is a great idea considering the long bus trips, uh, that will remain in effect. So the Cardinals open up this short series with Northwest Arkansas, which runs through Sunday. Then Springfield goes on the road for about a week and a half or so, and then come back home again. That's the way the season's going to work. I think this is a pretty good Springfield Cardinals team. Now, will they play tonight? Well, right now they will be. But it's going to be rather chilly out there. Still, it is baseball. It's the celebration of a great season coming up. So, hey, let's get out there and support the local team. And if you need to borrow Ned's puppy jacket, he'll fight you for it. I I will fight him for it. Last but not least, uh, obviously it's kind of a historic thing with the National League getting a, a DH all the time. Who got the first hit yesterday? Now, keep in mind, this is not the first hit as a National Leaguer because... When they have interleague play, yeah. National League does use the uh, designated the official, hitter. official, official. First official hit since the National League now has the DH, Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew McCutcheon's no kid. He's, He's been, been around, around for a long, long time. time. Former National League most valuable player with the Pirates. was with the Phillies for the last couple of years. Solid ball player. Uh, just a, just a re- He's he's a baseball player. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. And he got the first hit playing for the Milwaukee Brewers on a one-year contract at Wrigley Field in Chicago in the fourth inning. Base hit, first official National League designated hit in in a season when the DH has been mandated. So mark that down, you trivia buffs. Andrew McCutcheon is the answer. Ned's going to ask you in about five years, uh, what color jacket does he get for that one? Ned, you have a great weekend, sir.